It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode in the hot running series that is the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. Must be about 20 years old now, Jesus. Um, who, who bloody knows? Who bloody knows? Who knows how old Fowler is anymore? And I am here to do the top 10 attacking midfielders and to help me go through this appalling list um, which we will be treating with disdain, as I think we're both rather fragile, as the star of Hearts TV, uh, a view from the terrace, an all-round good guy. It's Mr. Robert Borthwick. Hi, Robert. Hello, Tony. What a lovely what a lovely intro that is. And um, yeah, I, 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 all of it true. I do work for <laughs> Hearts TV. Uh, I am on a view from the terrace, and this list is a bag of shit. <laughs> Let's see. I, I mean, I think we should we should preface this um, with the fact that maybe a, a very short conversation about the fact there's not many number tens in the league. You know, and, and when you look at it, there's not really that many of them. Uh, and obviously, some of the stars that have played number ten this season, for example, Lauren Shankland, he's still a centre forward. He's scored mm-hmm. twenty goals this season. Uh, so we can't have him in this list. So it is um, scraping the barrel ever so slightly. Yeah, um, I think it's maybe quite a, um, maybe it's a more possibly world football, really, rather than just here. Um, the sort of num- the, the classic number ten sort of being phased out. Um, most most teams play with with three midfielders. The vast majority, whether that's they use it when they're playing three at the back or if they're playing four. 
And now the the sort of in vogue thing is always having an even even here in inverted wide players. Christ, we're, we're at the stage of in, inverted fullbacks has been a popular thing to bring, sort of to, to try and get to, to try and win the sort of central midfield battle. Uh, and if you have the inverted wide players, well, we've got fullbacks that have to play like wingers that get up the the pitch and just the classic fun. And again, this is something that's being taken away from us. Not number 10, who maybe isn't the most athletic and is really all about vibes and feeling things out and doing the unexpected. We're sort of almost getting rid of them. Do you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I think that's very fair. And I think that, um, you know, you see teams play, like you say, inverted wingers or, or wide 10s, I suppose. Mm. It's like, um, obviously, I'm, I'm just going to use Hart's examples because that's the, the first that comes to hand. But Barry Mackay, mm-hmm. he is not an out-and-out winger. He is a, a guy that drifts in from the left-hand side and often finds himself in that number 10 position, but it's not his position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, under under Robbie Nielsen, Hart's played with two 10s behind a centre-forward. So Liam Boyce, for example, would be a number 10, but again, he's a centre-forward, and Lauren Shankland is the same. And teams are, are, are sort of doing this more and more often. I think, you know, like, even... Even with Celtic, like Dezen Maeda, you know, is he an out-and-out centre-forward? No. Is he an out-and-out winger? Not really. No. It's it's, it's a difficult one. So I think uh, before we get um, abuse hurled at us for this list, uh, we do need to say that it's it's quite tough going, this one. Yeah, I mean, in terms of out-and-out number 10s in this league, a push, I'd say the most natural uh, would be would be David Turnbull, uh, and, and and I'm and I'm sure we'll come on to him to talk in more depth. But I mean, he's the most probably the most natural, the most talented, the most traditional with his skill set, um, and, and and he's basically not being used <laughs> because of that. Really, I'd say that's kind of ruled him out with any sort of manager that that wants to play in sort of modern fashion. And I think that the, also the number tens. I noticed. I mean, we we used him in the central midfield list. But Josh Campbell's been using that role this season. And it's not to be like a sexy thread the needle passer or to or to, to really be a creator. It's more to be like used as, as like a hammer to like press teams to death, to use your energy, to get across the front and and, and so as movements to maybe free up space for other players. So like it's it's the like the number 10 being used in a really tactical way where it's not meant to be. It's meant to be purely on vibes and skill. Um, and and, and it's, it's a wee bit sad. We can't. There's no fat number 10s just rolling about smoking fags. That's the problem. Tony, I want my number 10s to have uh, their socks rolled down, mm-hmm. long sleeve shirts that are too big for them, uh, some some stubble uh, and a hairband. That's what I want. That's that, why, why can't you give me that, Scotland? Yeah. Yeah, why can anywhere, anywhere? Where's your Where's your Raquelmes of this world who just don't have to bother looking after themselves as much as everyone else because they're better than everyone else? It's, uh, it's annoying. It's annoying. It's, it's sad. It's sad. Everyone wants to make these robots, even like and then the three that's in the midfield. It's like nowadays, like I'm, I love to use the English Premiership, but I mean, Klopp, for example, he like uses like a a DM like and then just two hard running eights. Uh, and that's at the very, very highest level, and that's worked extremely well for him. So it's like there's a real like la- nobody in that midfield really thought of as to be the, the creative force. No. Um, 
it's more about like the really, really hard running and getting up and down. Um, so <laughs> there, there, it's, it feels like the the most fun and classic and relatable footballers um, are, are being taken from us. So we are left with these fucking guys, Rob. And who <laughs> are you bringing me as your who's who's managed to scrape their way to the, if you're number 10 this list i would argue we don't like you just to be clear yeah, if you're listening number 10 honestly, i initially had greg kilty written down for <laughs> i might I, still do i just i just couldn't bring myself to do it tony um so based on um a good 60 minutes before he got sent off in august against fc zurich uh and some uh some all right substitution uh sub appearances in recent weeks, I'm going for George Grant. Jorge, Jorge George. Jorge Grant. Okay, fine. Um, Tell me why. He is technically, technically speaking, probably Hart's best footballer. Best mm-hmm. football. Um, he's really, really good at shifting. Uh, you want your number 10 to be a transitional player, you know, get the ball and try and find a striker, find a winger. He does that very well. He came on against Aberdeen at time of recording. He uh, came on against Aberdeen yesterday. And he kept the ball in the corner for about a minute uh, just by himself at one stage because he just kept turning inside out and, and doing wee trife turns and getting round people. But generally speaking, his impact off the bench has genuinely been impressive, especially since Stephen Naismith came in. Mm-hmm. He's made a big difference um, to, to how Hearts have essentially, you know, they've taken a grasp of games, say the Ross County game, the Aberdeen game. Uh, against St Mirren, he made a big difference coming off the bench and, and helping Hearts to gain a point as well. He, he really he really allowed Hearts to keep the ball in the final third because uh, he's got that ability on the ball. So, scraping the barrel here, Tony, but that's that's why I like George Grant. Uh, and I feel like he probably should get a bit more game time than he does, especially uh-huh. with Gary McKay um, not finding his feet and finding his form this season. George Grant, pardon me, uh, George Grant, I think absolutely can be that guy and I think he can do it more effectively so yeah maybe starting a bit of a petition here for Barry McCarty <laughs> or George Grant to start a few more games as well um, Would a player like that maybe not help bring the best out of Barry McKay? I mean I mean, there's been a lot said about um, the, the Liam Boyce missing and how that's had like a direct impact on um, Barry McKay's performance and do you think maybe a player like another because Liam Boyce is, is is extremely technical player, uh, really good with his back to back to goal, very good at lifting his head. Uh, he actually almost was starting to pl- play that again. He's a striker uh, traditionally, but I would argue that his skill set in the way was 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 leaning more towards the traditional uh, number ten. And, and Hearts were actually using him in that in that role, Liam Boyce. And maybe there could be something in to reignite the 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 form of of Barry McKay. Too little, too late. Now we we finished this week, but the <laughs> <laughs> George Grant uh, complaining because when, when whenever I see Grant, he's 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 a fun player to criticise as um, you know as as a rival because he he, he sort of he fucks up the main bit. It's, it's always the the, the, the the sort of final pass, um, and it's like he, he sees the ball quite a lot because of the qualities that he has that that, that you were talking about. So then, but then I always feel like it, it breaks down a lot when it shouldn't, and you've got more of an expectation because of his style of play and the way that he carries himself on the pitch. And then it sort of falls flat, and and he gives away that final pass, and he becomes, I imagine, 
on your side quite frustrating. So then, on, and obviously because it cost a, a little bit of money on the other side as a as a as a rival fan, he becomes quite an easy player to maybe point the finger at. Does, um, is that fair? He is not as frustrating as Barry Mackay. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll say that straight away. I think um, the big thing missing from George Grant this season has been goals. I think you, you look yeah. at numbers elsewhere. Peterborough didn't really work out for him, but at Lincoln, um, he he was a great asset, took penalties, took free kicks, uh, got a lot of goals, and I think that's just been missing a wee bit. I think, uh, you know, in Maroon, essentially, his, his, his first goal was a, a Mark Birgitte fuck-up. Um, who'd have known? So, you know, it's wee things like that, I think, as numbers have been lacking. And I think that the red cards he's got this season, having never been sent off in his career, getting two red cards in two months uh, is, is kind of, it's hindered him uh, because other players have come in and done well. But I think he'd had a better balance to the team than Barry Mackay. You've got the out-and-out winger now in Utara Oda. Uh, wow. Lawrence Shankland is the number 10. Um, so you couldn't really put Grant in ahead of Shankland, if you know what I mean. And then obviously Janelli, the number nine. So, yeah, um, I, I I like him, but there's a lot of caveats to George Grant. Hopefully, next season he gets a, a better crack at the whip. Yeah, and and there's certainly it's not, not certainly not unheard of that players come a lot better in their in their second season once they've got to grips with the the unique world of, of Scottish football. Might not be high quality, but it doesn't mean that it's not hard bloody work and hard graft to get to get find your feet in it. Um, Ooh, right. So I I was humming and hawing about Greg Kilt. This is the this is the world I've been left with. Humming and hawing about Greg Kilty or Ross Callahan. <laughs> um so <laughs> uh, uh you 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 fully, uh, despite my uh, tendencies to support Hibs, uh I'm 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 pretty much on board with what you've told me about George Grant. So in the final list. He's going to be in at number ten because yeah. I, I I can't anywhere near make a bet as good an argument as that for 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 either of them. I'm I'm going to print out that list and deliver it hand deliver it to Stephen Naismith. <laughs> Play this man and how the Barry McKay. Um, because I mean, I, I maybe maybe I'll talk about why these guys maybe miss out rather than uh, um talk about George Grant, but like Ross Callahan's, I think overall really disappointed me at, at Ross County. Um, that's overall because he still has games where he, he strongs an impact. Last season, he still managed to score some goals and, and get involved. But I think this season he's had a, a he's had a really poor season for for the expected. What I'm going to assume is what kind of the money he's on there compared to maybe others. The expectation levels, the fact he's played in this country for a long time, the fact that he's been successful in this country. I don't think they've really been able to lean on him whatsoever. Um, this season and and a guy who'll be I'm assuming much higher on the list Jan Danda's sort of taken the, the 10 role and, and, and been much more efficient in that role but even with Ross Callan you thought he would be the, the style of player that, that that suits this new fangled way of, of using your, your midfield because he is he is a hard runner he, he is athletic he is strong and obviously with his season at, at, at Aki's where he sort of really arrived in, in, in the top flight anyway he's, he's He's not got anywhere near that this season. He's not really looked like he's in danger of really scoring many goals. So um, I think I expected more for Ross Callahan would be a fair way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing he did um, at Hearts and one thing he did really effectively at Aki's, even if he wasn't playing that well, he'd still find a way to find the back of the net. 
you know, he, he had this knack and this ability to arrive late in the box. Very good header of the ball. Um, so for cross crossing situations, he's a, a threat there as well. Um, like you say, Jan Danda is the traditional number 10. He is the hairband with the socks down mm. his ankles sort of mm. player, whereas Ross Callahan is a, do you know what, if I can't play well, then I'll at least play hard. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the Ross Callahan way, but I'd, yeah, he didn't even really come into my thinking uh, when <laughs> this list, to be honest, because the, the numbers just haven't been there. Ross County generally have been a massive disappointment this season um, for, like you say, the money that they that they do spend and, and obviously having an, an experienced manager, say what you will about him, he is experienced. Mm-hmm. They've, they've not put anything They've not put anything together, so I couldn't really do that. And Greg Kilty, the other one, um, he's just... An empty shot. He's an empty, he's an empty <laughs> He doesn't do enough to impact games or affect games. He's very good with the ball at his feet, but is that okay if you just... Just run in circles uh, with the ball and then <laughs> try, try and find Mark O'Hara and, and don't find him. Uh, yeah, he's just too much of a nothing for me, uh, Greg Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's always been an expectation. He's one of those players that you accept is, 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 does something he must do because he's been playing in the, the top flight for for so long. Uh, oh, but then when you're watching, you're like... Through it, Kelly, man. He was so exciting. Aye. Like, right, this boy, this boy is superb. And he just hasn't kicked on. It's a shame. It's a shame because he's obviously got the ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, number nine, Rob. What are you thinking? Um, to, to keep the St. Johnston fans happy, um, mm. I'm going to mention a man who played at a World Cup. Uh, it's David Watherspoon. Spoonie. The Spoonie Chop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that this is sort of more of a Lifetime Achievement Award style, but there's definitely room in this list for Lifetime Achievement Awards. <laughs> That's basically it, Tony. I, yeah. I, it's, it's one of those things, again, like this season, he's flitted in and out of the team. He's obviously had, he's come back from a couple of serious injuries. Um, but when he, when he is fit, firing and on form, he's a really exciting player to watch. He's got, uh-huh. he's got no pace, but you feel like he could skin an entire team. Because he's just got that ability to drift past players and then find the pass, and he can find the back of the net. Great set piece taker, you know all this kind of stuff, and just you know a proper quiet professional who can mm-hmm. be very exciting at the drop of a hat. You know, it's it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it. It's like going to uh, an office night out, and the really quiet guy uh, sort of suddenly goes up to sing karaoke. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely phenomenal at it. And you're like, <laughs> I had no idea this guy had that ability. That's, that's the vibe you get from David Wotherspoon. <laughs> so no, listen, it is a Lifetime Achievement Award, but um, I've, I've always really enjoyed watching him play. Even when he broke through at Hibs as a, you know, wet behind the ears, a bit green um, sort of player and, and seeing how he's how he's grown, how he's adapted during his time at his hometown club. Um, I've always had a lot of time for David Wotherspoon. And to be honest with you, the Spoonie Chop will will never not be cool. He's yeah. good at it, and everyone knows he's going to do it, but he's so good at it, you can't stop him. So, uh, yeah, he's he's in the list uh, for for nostalgia rather than maybe his, his current form. Yeah, and, he, and he's still played in a World Cup this season. Exactly. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, and, like, the, the, the St. Johnston fans nearly tried to make it not cool. Uh, with, with with their moaning about like, them not mentioning what team he played for and stuff at the World Cup. Leave it to John's fans. This is cool. It is. You should be proud of it. And it is fun for everyone to watch because it's a, a guy who's played here his whole career, uh, which which I always like. Uh, he's in, and, and we've seen him 
like morph from from one type of player to another. We've seen him go through. Obviously, he had tough times at, at Hibs. He got moved back at right back. It didn't always work. He played in a shit team, um, but he sort of then he went to his hometown club. So there, there's a nice uh, romance to, to to his career here. And then on top of that, his style totally different from the rest that I was talking about. Like when I mentioned like Ross Callahan and stuff like that. Like this guy's much more easy on the eye. He's got those. Like, like the way he can drop a shoulder. Like you say, just drift by people. You don't know how, how he does it. Jamie Murphy in his prime was, was similar, but you're not really sure how he's just moving past players, but, but he is. Uh, and then he had and, and he had such a range in, the, in, in his technique for, for passing and crossing and shooting that he could do. So it was always just like a guy, a, a real highlights player as well. Um, and, and just one that you can never not notice when, when he's playing. Um and yeah, I mean, he's a legend. He's, he's become a legend of Scottish football for like a range of different reasons. Um, his, 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 his style, for one, even if you take away the, the trophies that he's won over his career, um, just his style alone uh, makes him really stand out and will make him a memorable player. Um, and, and, and I hope we get a, a sort of Indian summer for Witherspoon where we maybe get like, yeah, he's, he's probably going to be winding down. The injuries are probably going to have their toe, but maybe we get, maybe he's shit again next season, Rob, but then the season after, he surprised everyone with like a, a big comeback season and maybe that'll be him. But I would like that to happen one more time for everyone. Yeah. One more ride for David Rutherspoon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, uh, David Wallerspoon's last dance. That's that's, yeah. what, that's what we're waiting for. Uh, might be at St. Johnston. Might be elsewhere. There was obviously... Chat he could be going to Dundee United in January. There was there was loads of chat about him maybe moving on, but I think uh, I think St Johnston would be a wee bit daft to get rid of a guy like that because in a midfield that they have that doesn't have that much creativity, if we're being well, kind, uh, then you know get him fit, get him back in, and uh, yeah, he's like you say Scottish football uh, royalty, David Watherspoon. Um, I was gonna, I had Pittman or Witherspoon in these two positions. Yeah, Pitt- Pittman's next for me as well, so we might as well yeah. discuss him. Yeah, that's just... Um, not good this season. No. Um, and, and, and maybe quite similar to to, to a few um, Livingston players that, that have kind of... So I don't think Omionga's had as, as good a season as, as you would expect from him, considering Fitzwater, again... Like, like sort of Pittman. These are guys that you sort of like kind of hang your hat on at Livingston that you think are going to be um, really. Jason Holt. I mean, we spoke with the defensive midfield. I think he's had his weakest season that that, that I can remember, uh, and I think Pittman comes under that really easily as well. 
Yeah, I mean, again, it's almost similar to Wotherspoon here, really, isn't it? Because we know what Pittman is capable of when he's in a good Livingston team. Mm. And he's also, in the past, been capable of making Livingston a better team. Because he's got the the Ross Callaghan running, um, but with goals at the end of it. You know, he's, he's always consistently found the back of the net and, you know, sort of not necessarily needing to have the armband on to be a captain on the pitch, Scott Pittman. And he, he really sort of embodies what Livingston have been for the last five Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, you know, greater than some of their parts. And he he's the definition of that in the midfield, obviously coming from juniors football and to, to Livingston, being on that journey with them, uh, alongside the likes of, you know, Craig Halkett and, and all these guys mm-hmm. that are held in such high regard at Livy. And Pittman deservedly is, is held in that regard as well. So, I've got a lot of time for him. I think Livingston generally have just been a massive letdown this season um, compared to what we know they can do, obviously. The, the, the excuse compared to what they've done pre-World Cup as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the excuse always is, oh, but we've got the lowest budget. But also, you know, all, all things are relative. Um, you know, you've got a decent squad. and you've under- I know you've got a decent squad. I've seen them do it. So yes. and, you and can't you- really t- I, don't, I don't need to know about how much they're earning when I already know what, what levels they can hit because I've witnessed it. That's it. And it's, you know, underachievement is underachievement, not because players aren't getting paid as much, but because the players aren't reaching the best of their ability. So Uh you're you're spot on. But I'd still put Scott Pittman at at this level in the list. I'd still put him above Wotherspoon and and, and Grant and and players like that because he is, he defines that Livingston team when he's playing well. And and that's something that Grant and Wotherspoon maybe don't do. Uh, for for their respective clubs, uh, his importance to to Levy when they are playing well is is sort of it is that high. Um, so yeah, Scott Pittman, I, I, I like him, but uh, I'm disappointed in him. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not I'm not angry, Tony. I'm disappointed. Pointed, yeah, no, and I think that's absolutely fine. Um, let's go around. Who's the next to my list around? Um, Jay McGrath. Yeah, um, well, Tony, we've got similar lists, mate. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not going to be anyone else. There's no one else to use. So No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, J- Jamie McGrath um, started chipping in with some goals before he got his injury. Uh, looked like he could have been a very important player for Dundee United in the run-in. Uh, and it looks like his injury, Stephen Fletcher's injury, or maybe just going to be making it a step too far. Uh, for Jim- I, think, I, think, I think you're spot on. Like, yeah, I think the... the, the the problem with McGrath is it take it took him ages to get to grips, and it's like a couple of penalty goals, um, sort of boosted his all round sort of mood. That's how it felt. Uh, I felt McGrath maybe had a tinge of similar, to maybe what happened to Dylan Levitt this this season is that he, I don't think he didn't he didn't look like he was happy with the makeup of the rest of the team. It didn't make it look like he could get the the best out of him, which I definitely on a, on a bigger scale with Levitt. Jamie McGrath and Dylan Levitt uh, probably looked around the, the starting lineup a couple of times and went, oh my God, there's 10 other guys who are just the same as me. Why, yeah. don't, we have, why don't we have different players in here? Oh, look, there's <laughs> there's a- I don't run. I'm not doing the running. Someone else has to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it just, it's just like, it just didn't work, but I still don't think his quality can't can be denied. He's still great for a long-range shot. He's got a lot more in his locker than than the players that didn't make this list on, you know, we were 20 options, I think, for this. Yeah. And there was, and despite McGrath um, really not getting to the heights that he was expected for, for a, to Dundee United, considering I imagine they're paying a lot of money to have him here on, on loan would be my assumption. Um, 
because he's on loan for Wigan as well. So, um, and we've just seen that Humphreys has had to go back because he's had money issues. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming that um, his, he's Dundee United are actually covering a lot of McGrath's wages, if not all, um, with the fact that that doesn't seem to have been an issue for him. Um, and like I say, he's got a few long bangers. He's he, he, he's he, he's still energetic. Well, well, I don't I don't think. I don't think he wants to do a lot of the tracking back and that might be an unfair assumption that I'd be happy for someone to, to sort of tell me I'm, I'm wrong there who, who maybe watches them more regularly than me. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot going for McGrath and I get, I, like like a lot of this list, uh, actually I am a bit angry um, and I am a disappointed um, and, and it could be interesting to see if he ends up because it sounds like other teams in the league are, are interested in taking him along next season. Yeah, and it's it's not a surprise. Put Jamie McGrath in a better team and he'll be a better player. Um, Dundee United have been a shambles this season and that has definitely hindered the likes of Jamie McGrath um, and the likes of Dylan Levitt as well. So, yeah, he's on ability. That's why he's this high on the list. Mm-hmm. Right, who you got next, Rob? Um, Mr. Jan Danda. Okay, I'm going to, for, for the fun of it, I'm going to put my place higher, but don't worry. <laughs> That's because, I, I'm, as, you, as you've as you noticed, uh, I, I'm a big Ross County midfield man. Uh, I'm, very, I'm very convinced by Latoury, uh, and, and, and I very much liked uh, Jan Dander this season as well. You are a, a Ross County midfield truther, is what you <laughs> are. Um, see, when County signed Jan Dander in the summer, um, it's sort of like one of those where I, I slightly adjusted myself in my seat. I didn't quite sit up, but I adjusted myself because I was like, I know this guy from his time at Swansea. He mm. is talented. He has got a range of passing on him. He, you know, again, I, I talk about transition as a number 10. He can he can drive forward with the ball. Um, and, you know, he, he can score. He's, he's not got too many this season. Um, but you can but see it's in the locker, like. It, it, it's in the locker and he's just... He's one of those sort of uh, glide players. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when he gets the ball, he can just move. And you're like, right, okay, I'm going to enjoy watching you. You've got good hair. Your socks are down by your ankles. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. my number 10. This is what I'm looking for. You've got the name. Jan Danda is a number 10 name as well. It's just fun to say. Uh, yeah. Jan Danda, I'll say it again. No, <laughs> listen, Ross County have been a huge disappointment. They could still very conceivably go down. Um, and I wouldn't be unhappy if Hearts had a look at Jan Danda if that does happen because honestly yeah I'm I, still in a similar boat like definitely I, when he signed for Ross County I thought oh why haven't Hearts signed him because yeah. yeah, and there was rumours like he was linked to both Hearts and Hibs and then all of a sudden you know Roy McGregor got his checkbook out and, and he ended up in the Highlands and fair lucky play. he has because yeah. he, he, he seems to have been directly involved in and like all their all their sort of big wins, Danda seems to be like front and center when 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 you're watching sports scene. But he wasn't he wasn't trusted by Mackay towards the start. for a while. Yeah, yeah, at the start. Yeah, it took it took a lot of time for him to to properly establish himself in the team. I don't know, you know, if that is because he is the the, the classic number ten, maybe not going to get wired in as much as your your Ross Callahan's um, maybe would. But yeah, he's he's become a a real asset for Ross County and the. In the few points that they have gained this season, um, he's been important to to an awful lot of them. So yeah, he's it, I've, I've 
I've got a lot of time for wait, him. Wait, wait, wait. I know he's he was born English, but where where are his parents from? Where where's his origin? I'm just interested because he's got he's got the look of um, maybe Israeli or sort of possible. I'm, I'm getting big E. Alberkovich vibes from him. Aye, uh, when I look, um, I'm just just having a look here. I'm not too sure, mate. Yeah, because I know he's English, uh, so I just I'm just interested in like where where the names from and 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 his look. Um, because he, as I said, he's bring he brings a lot that you just I, I, I like when I see him on the pitch. I just like the way it looks. He's, uh, uh, he's of Indian heritage. His dad's Indian. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's um he's but I love he, he's very good at the old um deep cross from the edge of the box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's very good at that. Like so, not getting to the byline. Sometimes it's feel like he's almost rather than crossing, he's almost passing from a like a high pass to someone's head from a central area. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's got a lot of assists like that. And uh, that says a lot about him because obviously he's dealing with, with Jordan White. So he can't, he's not going to be threading the ball through, is he? So he's he's probably figured out a new a new way of making sure that, that Ross County can, uh, that, can score goals regularly. That's how good he is. He's adapted to the football <laughs> stylings of Jordan White. You know that? that, that. I really, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging that out. I'm, I'm believing that. Hundred. Uh, no, I, honestly, I, I could have put him higher um, in the list. I know that you now have for for a laugh. Um, but yeah, <laughs> some no, sort of jeopardy. It's, it's one of those. It's like I, I feel like we're a couple of vultures looking at Ross County circling the drain here and thinking, right, how can we get him at our club next season? Aye, um, I'm thinking the same with Latouri. That's exactly what I think. You can keep your Noah Kennys. We'll have. <laughs> you can keep him as long as you like. I'll have one of your. Other ones that I think are good, but yeah, it's like Ross Kelly. Just like little, they've got they've got some good players, and I think they should have done better. But they've also got massive gaping holes, and that's their their biggest issue. Um, oh, what we got now? Who I've got? What we got? Five left. I suppose they're all the same. Yeah. Um, I want to have Spittle pretty high for a, for how good a season he's had. So what we going Scott Arfield here? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm I'm going Arfield, mate. I am going mm. to Arfield. Um, David Wallerspoon's fellow countryman. Um, mm. aye, listen, Arfield is uh, used sparingly by Rangers now, which is fair enough. You know, he's getting to a certain age. He, uh, he he maybe doesn't quite have the legs that he used to, the pace that he used to. But you've seen this season, like those two late goals against Aberdeen at Pataudry, one of the funniest mm. moments of this entire season um, shows that he's still got that. He's still got the fight. He still gives that absolutely 110% every single time he plays. He's still a goal threat and he's still technically a good footballer as well. He's just obviously, Aye. he's no longer good enough for where Rangers want to be, I think is the, the nicest way to put it. Um, I think he's probably is like the, in terms of, uh, again, when we go back to tradition, he's probably the, you know, the, the other side of the number 10 where he, he was probably the best at ghosting into the box and yeah. he was, the number 10 that was almost more of like a second striker in terms of his output and goals and how he plays because he, he again, he doesn't always do, he's not a threading type player, even though he does have it in his locker, he is definitely of that standard. But I always think of him more as as, as a goal-scoring midfielder than, than a creative one. 100% and he's got the energy to be box to box as well. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he's a very handy player. I mean, the more when you really think about him, he's, he's got... He's got a lot of a lot of attributes that he can be used all, in all, in a lot of positions in midfield as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and it's, you know his versatility is probably why he is still at Ibrox, why he's still Aye. at Rangers because they can they can hang their hat on Scott Arfield. Do you know what I mean? If if you're seeing out a result, 
you bring on Scott Arfield. If you're looking for a goal, you probably bring on Scott Arfield. You know, it's, it's like he, he does both uh, in terms of showing the match. Such a, va- a variation in his finishing as well. I've always liked that. He's there, there's no there's not a Scott Arfield goal. He scores all types of goals. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's like like you said, the way that he pops up in the box out of nowhere, you're just like, oh, there's Scott Arfield. Oh, look, he's scored. You know, it's, yeah. it's really like. He's, the one, the one. I think it was last season, but the one he scored against Livingston, you know, with the yeah. the little reverse lob, yeah, that, yeah, like that was like that was such a high standard. Like you put that in any league, and people are sitting up and taking notice because you just don't see a goal like that every day at all. No, you don't. You don't. And it's like you say, it's that sort of ability that that's kept him at this level for for such a long time. And I think that he will probably, in fact, he will leave Rangers uh, in the summer. There's a lot of teams in Scotland that could benefit massively. I'd love, I love Scott Arfield. Yes. I would love it. I would take, uh, I would take him at Hearts in the the, the drop of a hat. Honestly, I, I, I'd, he's got so much to offer still. Um, he's, he's, yeah, he's always been a cracking player. Always uh, with Falkirk. He went down south, played a good trade for himself, came back up here, won the league with Rangers. You know, he's 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 done a lot. Um, and and yeah, he's he's just uh, like I say, reliable but also fun. Like you know, he's, he's not just yeah. going to give you a seven out of ten every week. He might he might you know eke into the nines, but he also might have a four out of ten drop out the mm. in a couple of weeks. So yeah, he's he's um, yeah, I've I've, I've always he's a, him, and uh, he's a player I, I learned to appreciate a lot more once he played here, and and I watched him when when he when he played for Rangers more. I was like, he's got so much more in his locker than I ever thought when he was down south playing at like Burnley or something like that. He, and then I really grew to appreciate him, and 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 that's not just in the Scottish Premiership. He he had a big hand in, in some of the European runs um, that that Rangers have had, which they had a lot of under under Steven Gerrard and, and then Van Bronckhorst. So yeah, a player a player I very much appreciate. Right, Rob, we'll get into the let's go Blair Spittle. Tell me, I mean, we've got people who love Blair Spittle, and I've always been a, a Spittle fan, but I think we, he was he would be. Normally on this list, Rob, he would be ones that you're saying you're 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 not angry, you're disappointed, because you you knew the talent that Blair Spittle had, you knew what he was packing, but he so rarely done it over a over an entire season. He was more like a a sports team player that you you saw every three months. Uh, that's that's how I always felt about Blair Spittle. Uh, but this season he's been, uh, I mean, with, with, along with Van Veen, been clearly Motherwell's best player. And it's quite interesting you say that because really he's probably this high on the list because of a three-month period that he's had since Stuart Kettlewell. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah. You know, Kettlewell's used them. I really like the way that Kettlewell set Motherwell up because hmm. he essentially dropped Sean Goss deeper, uh, allowing him to be the sort of the deep-lying playmaker if you want. And then you've got Blair Spittle. So if, if the ball doesn't go straight to Van Veen, you've got a ball player in attacking midfield who can try and find... Uh, Van Veen and has been very effective at finding Van Veen but also has the added bonus of fantastic delivery great ah. piece taker and he's just he's taken his shades game. of other spoon in ah, spittle isn't there yeah he's, he's just he's taken his game on to the next level in the last couple of months especially um, and he's a, a, a massive reason Van Veen's always going to get the headlines for and he deserves like Van Veen yeah. deserves to get the headlines um, but Blair Spittle is, is kind of the, the support and act you know, it's uh, it's like Kevin Van Veen with special guest Blair Spittle. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring Blair Spittle. Featuring <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, speak to Graham Thewlis and, and any other Motherwell fan and, and they'll say the same. You know, Spittle's been the, the kind of quiet hero in the last couple of months because he, he's just, he's got this assuredness on the ball now that he maybe didn't have when he was at Ross County, for example. He seems to take his, I feel like his decision making is a lot better now than when I saw him before. He looks calmer. He looks calmer on the ball and, and he looks like he's, you know, he hits passes with conviction and I know that's such a basic thing to say, but it means that his passes are, are crisp. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're, they're well-weighted and he's the absolute perfect foil for someone like Van Veen who can who can play back to goal or, or, or run in behind. They can do both and, and having an attacking midfielder that understands that and knows the runs that that striker is going to make uh, makes a huge difference. So, aye, Blair Spittle deservedly soaring up the, the charts here. Yeah, well, I, I, I did not think there'd be a world where I'd be talking about Blair Spittle 4 in any list, uh, unless it was most disappointing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I loved him when he played, like, even like when he played for Dundee United and stuff, there was stuff that you really liked when you were watching him. Um, so you always always waited to 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 get excited about him, and it, and it never really came. Um, a player that could make you look silly. You'd think, oh, Blair Spittle, might, you would maybe tell someone, oh, Blair Spittle's a good player. Back in the day, when we were doing these podcasts, and then they would watch like, "Are you? You what? What do? What are you saying?" And then you're like, "It's impossible to argue because of what you just saw. He's not been involved in the game whatsoever." That used yeah. to be a, a a really common trait with with Spittle, but man, he's he's in charge of the games now. So fair play him. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, right, so we've got the, what is it, the top three now? So, um... Uh, I'm, oof, the Celtic fans not be happy. This is a list that, we, that isn't dominated by them because they don't really play with a number 10. So maybe that guy we were talking about earlier, yeah, the traditional one, Rob, that he got for me. D- D- Disco Davy Turnbull. Um, <laughs> he's he's still, like, he needs a move. Um, you know, you look in recent years, uh, Ryan Christie, Stuart Armstrong benefited from moves away from Celtic. David Turnbull uh, will, will be exactly the same. And I, I, I expect him to probably leave in the summer. But it says so much about David Turnbull that whenever he, he is used by Postacoglu, he, he comes on and scores or gets an assist. It's like, right, okay, so this guy is still hugely talented. He's still the guy that broke through at Motherwell, uh, you know, broke into Scotland teams and, and has this just magical ability on the ball, especially on the edge of the box, not necessarily oh, in the box. He's the most accurate, accurate shooter I, around. I've never seen someone dominate the the D in the box quite as much yeah. as with Turnbull because that's like his that's his little zone, and he's mm-hmm. so, so good at it. When he gets there, he's got deceptively fast feet. He's got a wonderful way of passing. His long range shooting is is fantastic, um, and he's just a, a huge talent that I think um, I'm not going to say he's wasted at Celtic because he's still useful as a squad player, but um, it could benefit, and Scotland's national team could benefit yeah. from getting a good move down south to, say, I'd, you know, because... Or abroad. Or abroad. I don't, I don't know if he... I mean, I, I don't know. He, he strikes me as maybe quite a, a homeboy, um, which might work against that that move abroad. But 
the role that Celtic is the role they should have for Scotland. Yeah. If you, if you have to understand what I mean, that that's where we should be, be with David Tumble because we lack that type of player in the Scottish national team, and you really want one of them when games are and we end up in tight games quite a lot because we're we're good, but you know we're not we're not always blowing teams away, especially when we're playing if we're playing like a Ukraine or a team like that, for example, you would love to have a, a threat to the level of David Turnbull because I don't care what, I, I could see David Turnbull playing Champions League football and he could still score for range. You know, I mean, yeah. he might he wouldn't, might not be able to dominate the game at, at that level because he doesn't have the physical abilities. But that that those the, the certain attributes, the accuracy of his shooting and the weight of his pass, I don't think would change at any level we use them. And yeah. if he finds that space, and around the box, I think he would do it against anyone. It's, uh, it's a shame that he's been used as a victory cigar by Celtic. You know, yeah. he's not getting tested. And I think that you saw from his time at Motherwell, he doesn't just have the ability, he has the mindset to carry a team. You know, he's yeah. happy to take responsibility in games, you know, both on and off the ball. He, he's, he's happy to do that. He's got a, again, it's like a, a sort of understated leadership quality about him uh, that you saw at Motherwell. Just a, a guy who takes responsibility. He's not screaming in people's faces. It's more about the fact that he takes the ball and does something every time. Yeah. He's happy to have it. He's the the same sort of leader as a John McGinn. Yeah, I will. I will show the way, and and you follow. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, he's. I hope he gets a good move. And and now you've said abroad, actually, you'd see him in in Germany, for example. Oh, definitely, you could tap the Bundesliga. The very little I know about it when I watch it, but I always feel that teams get players get a lot of space. Yeah. In the Bundesliga when I'm watching, I don't know that, but I always feel like that. And, and, and so these types of players uh, would thrive there. So go and give it a bash. Germany's not bad. You, you, I wouldn't think you'd be that homesick. It's like, it, it's culturally different, but it's not a culture that you'd be, find difficult to get into. Just things being good. Also, <laughs> and, and also German people, German people speak better English than we do. So yeah. So yeah. Come on, David. Up you go. Uh, We're off to you're off to you're off to Werner Bremen, son. <laughs> go, uh, go to Wilsburg. There you go. <laughs> um, right. So the top two, we're, we're, we're going Rangers. So so I'm I'm very much assuming. Uh, what what? Uh, um, who who you got one and two then, Rob? So, uh, it felt like a coin toss, but the more I thought about it, I've gone for Tillman number one, Cantwell number two, and I think that's that's maybe going to be controversial because I think you might have gone separately. But I'm, 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 yeah, I don't think anyone, anyone who's been listening to me over the last few months knows I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big Cantwell guy these days. Listen, I, I really like Todd Cantwell, uh, Todd the Prodigy, uh, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for me, it's for me, it's Malik Tillman. Um, I think that obviously he got he got a slating um, for being in Team of the Year and, and winning Young Player of the Year, but you can't really deny that he's been the best young player in Scottish football this season. Um, Easy. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, because there's not been that many young players playing yeah. in the Scottish It's top. like this list. It's all very backhanded. Exactly. But um, Tillman's another one that's like, he, he doesn't look like he's fast, but he can still run through a team because mm. he's got the he's got the touch. Um, he's got the strength. He's, he's really, really strong on the ball. And he's also got an end product. You know, he, he scores goals. He gets assists. Um, and he's, when he's playing well, he's, he's, you know, pretty joyful to watch. To be honest, he's my kind of he's my kind of player um, because he can he can drop deep and and you know take the ball from there, and then you you see him and all of a sudden he's on the penalty spot and you're like, right, how did you get there, mate? What you what are you doing there? You were just in your box, and it's like he, because he's got that 
almost box-to-box mentality for a player who is very much a, an attack-minded footballer. Um, and some of the goals he scored this season have been brilliant as well. He just, Probably not. You know, um, sometimes you say, oh, he's taken one too many touch there. And then he takes another touch, which makes it the perfect number of touches. You know, it's like <laughs> he, he can take too many touches uh, and then and then takes a, takes an extra one and all of a sudden, you know, he's slotting underneath the goalkeeper. And Todd Cantwell, um, I think he'll, oh. be, he'll be phenomenal next season. Do you know what I mean? I think, Scot- uh, Scottish football, I, I think I think there's big Grealish vibes to what Catwell can bring to that Rangers team. And, and uh, he, I mean, similar. I, I, I told you what my ideal number 10 is earlier. Socks by the ankles. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, he ticks those boxes as well. And, you know, he's he's a bit of a knob. <laughs> he's a bit yeah, of, yeah. And that's, that's part, like, in terms of, like, me, I, that, that's kind of something I, I quite like about him. Because uh, he doesn't, like you, you don't. You assume he's not going to be that way because of the look. Yeah. So you think people are going to be knobs to him, but that maybe that's what's happened because of his like look and the way he carries himself. He's been given shit by players growing up for years, and then he morphed into just being. Well, if I'm going to be treated like that, I need to. I need to defend myself, and now he's the biggest knob on the pitch. I I really the knob like, became the knob became the knobby. I I really like that. I don't like him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like Alfredo Morelos. I appreciate I, not liking him. I love not liking him. It's, 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 Kyogo's another. I love not liking Kyogo because it's like yeah. you still get excited by watching him, but you, you boo him. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that yeah. uh, that sort of player. He's like, I think he's gonna like seeing old firm games next season. He's gonna be he's gonna be the guy because Celtic fans ah. hate him, and Rangers fans love the when players are hated. And I think it is ah. that sort of. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Fuck it. Put Cantwell number one. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, <laughs> let's, let's create the Celtic fans further. Because um, uh, he's so... Um, the, the thing I've loved about Cantwell is it looks like, again, they, they'll be able to use him how they like, depending on the, the, the opposition. Yeah. So I can see him playing deeper when the... I think it'll be the the, num- the proper number 10 when it's um, Celtic and then the Champions League or in Europe. But then when he plays everyone else... They might drop into eight and let them pick up the ball for deep and drive, yeah. just so they can get more attacking players on the on the pitch. But his work creating his pressing in that last old firm game with was really was brilliant and, and a highlight for him and and, and an all round brilliant performance. So if he's going to be bringing that, um, yeah, you're you're talking about for for our level the the, the complete midfield player possibly. Um, so yeah, I'm, I love watching him drive for deep. I love watching him win fouls, and like I said earlier, it just gives off such Grealish vibes when he does that, and that's really exciting to see in in, in Scottish football. So uh, and Big Tillman, um, yeah, top uh, Tillman, someone that I think if they can get him next season when they've had a bit of a rebuild and they're better, I think you'll see even more from from Tillman when he's because I think teams were able to focus on Tillman quite a lot because there wasn't a lot coming from other areas. Um, so it'd be nice to see that. Uh, well, well, it'll be bad for, for most for our point of view, but um, it'll be nice to see what happens when there's a, Rangers have a few more weapons and Tillman gets freed up a bit more. Ah, if, Ra- if it happens, Rangers are absolutely full of weapons, mate. Wee, um, and I am going to have to leave that there, Robert, because I'm going to watch these weapons in 57 minutes play Easter Road and hopefully with their feet up uh, and allow Hibs allow Hibs their three points. So thank you very much for joining me and I hope everyone enjoyed the top 10 list uh, I don't need to ask you to give us abuse on Twitter I know you will um, so uh, have a nice day Rob and I'll catch everyone soon cheers Tony Sports 
Social Podcast Network.